Okay, welcome back to Screw the Hustle. My name is Larissa Banting, and today we are so lucky because we have one of the queens of copywriting herself, Purna Malik, joining us all the way from India. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you so much for having me here, uh, Larissa. I'm yeah, really excited about it because uh, we, were, we were just talking like right before you, you know, we started uh, recording for this, and um, I'm very excited about sharing how you can, you know, build a business without having to hustle your entire life out, <laughs> and also about what, uh, you know, how copywriting plays a huge role in, in helping you actually run a very well-oiled uh, business, yeah. Well, the thing is, I've been following you for a few years now, and, and you, you, you do some copywriting for some, like, some pretty big, big names out there in the internet world, like Amy Porterfield, and you know, I got Bushra, Azar, that's how I've come to know you, amongst yeah. others. But um, yeah. I mean, and you, you and your husband, you've created this very, I mean, you've got a powerhouse business and you live in yeah. India and you get to travel, and you have a yeah. wonderful child. How, yeah. did, how did you go about building that? Because your husband, you guys come from a, a different background, yes. Uh, yes. corporate background, right? That is right. That is right. So yeah, we've been very lucky to, uh, you know, have the opportunity to work with, like you said, some amazing clients. In fact, um, Pat Flynn is one of our clients. Amy has been a client, Carrie Wilkerson, Ali Worthington. We've like worked with some, some, some and yeah, in fact, I worked with Bushra as well. Um, so, um, so yeah, it's been amazing. And I, in fact, like recently was just discussing this with my husband because we started with like, we started with zero dollars, like or probably not zero, but we paid for hosting. But our website, like our first business website was designed pro bono by a former boss. Because, we, uh, not only were we from corporate, but we kind of fell into business. So uh, my husband got really sick and I've shared a lot about that on our, on our site, but he got really ill and, uh, and I had like a mom blog at that time. And we kind of got, you know, we thought because he had to quit work and, you know, get better. He was on bed rest for almost a year. So, um, so the business kind of happened organically and we had, eaten our way to our savings uh, on medical expenses and groceries and things like that. So we had, like, had no money to invest in like a fancy website or, you know, things like that. But so, so we started like with zero dollars and you said like, you know, we're based in India uh, and we're working with some, uh, some amazing, amazing entrepreneurs, industry leaders, influencers all over the world. And it just, yeah, it never ceases to surprise me that, you can create the business you want with the right work ethic, with, you know, showing up and giving your best work every day. Um, you know, just making sure you're getting the best skills you have because that is what will help you eventually give your clients great results. And when you give your clients great results, that is when they keep coming back to you over and over again. So how did you, when you said you, you created this business very organically, because to go from a mom blog to <laughs> copywriting for like Pat Flynn, like that's, yeah. that's a huge like, whoa. <laughs> and, and I mean, I love that because it also shows yeah. a testament to the power of the internet because here you are, yeah. you know, yeah. in India, you're working with people all over the world and like really yeah. big names. And if that's yeah. not um, proof to everybody that it can be done, that you don't need oh, yeah. to be in New York City or- Oh in yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So. Um, 
I say this often and I say with the utmost humility and uh, and compassion for you know everybody because all our lives are different. We don't have the same life. Like we were dealing with chronic illness when we started and we still are in many ways. Like I have a chronic health condition. I, in fact, whole of the uh, first week of April, I was dealing with vertigo. So, uh, uh, you know, we all have our own life seasons. We all, all have our own circumstances. But there are certain things I feel that if if entrepreneurs, especially if people in in service-based businesses were to do well, uh, really the sky's the limit. And uh, you cannot let location, budget, or even language for that matter hold you back. You know, uh, I've, I've never lived in the U.S. Yeah, and... It's not stopped me from working with some of the most amazing names. We've, you know, had, um, we've bootstrapped our way to growing uh, our business to, like, this was our second year where you know, we've been making, like, six figures consistently for the last, I don't know, so many years. And, like, this is our second year that we were, you know, at, like, quarter of a million dollars a service-based business we don't have big fancy courses so you not let things like location or budget or anything stop you as long as you um, spend time and invest in really get strengthening your skill muscles i talk a lot about this um i did a, i took courses and implemented them we are huge on that both my husband and i we are huge on that we <laughs> We do not sign up for another course until we finish the one we bought and, you know, executed it. So if, if you're, you know, someone who's been buying courses but not implementing, I want you to stop right now. Look at the skills you need to develop in your business. Find those courses, sign up, or if you already have them, open them up and start using them. Your skills will be your greatest strength. They will give you the confidence you need to fight imposter syndrome. They will give you the confidence you need to reach out and pitch clients. They will give you the confidence you need to show up, do the work, and get results. So uh, once you start doing that, then it's yeah, then it just becomes like second nature. So just to give you an example, uh, one of the first copywriting it was not it's not entirely a copywriting related course, but it has to do with persuasion was Bushra's mass persuasion method. Mm -hmm. I did that implemented it so well like my clients were seeing such amazing results and that's pretty much how I went on to work with Bushra as well um, I did a guest expert module for for mass persuasion method I did a guest expert module for sold out launch which was the other one that I took and just last year you know and this is after I've been in copywriting for a while last year I signed for a six-month mastermind with Joanna V of copy hackers um, it was a certification mastermind we were 15 of us she only certified three of us, you know, like I was one and there were two other people who were certified, but it meant managing calls. Like we, we had like weekly live writing certification calls, which were held at 10.30 PM my time. So that's like in the night and they used to go on for two hours and you had to show up live and you had to write live on calls. So it, did I want to skip those calls? Sure. <laughs> You know, I'm not, and I'm not, again, like I said, I'm saying this with utmost humility, but the fact that I could show up after a full day of client work at 1030 in the night and do live writing and get certified at the end of it is because 
I was committed to that program. You, when you sign up for something, you need to commit to it. And that is how you build your skill muscle. Because I keep talking about, you know, if you have like, if you have the right skills. And this also kind of then builds your work ethic. So sometimes, you know, um, it's doing the hard things that makes, makes all the difference. Yeah. But, but doing, like putting that commitment and putting that work in now, or at that time, has since allowed you the freedom to be able to deal with, you know, it, when you're oh, not, yes. you know, that's, that's, I think the ultimate in screwing the hustles is, yeah, you've got to have that foundation. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You've done not that. Only, yeah, not only does it help you build a foundation, you also start to treat your business like a business. So we are huge on vacation times. I'm, you know, like, uh, there's a joke in one of my mastermind things like I'm like the self-care I'm obsessed with self-care I'm like the self-care queen you know uh, we have <laughs> and I I recently spoke at an event in New York where I talked about our uh, you know about our self-care routine and um, which you know includes like we are we have a spa membership we have a luxury spa membership we go for weekly uh, weekly spa uh, sessions we go we travel four times a year as a family so that's like four vacations in a year, business travel is separate. Um, we ha I have a personal nutritionist, we have help for the house, we have a cook, a housekeeper. So we even have a weekly flower delivery service. So we have fresh flowers. Um, these, but again, like this did not happen overnight. And you know, you just, if, if you're struggling with say self-care or if you look at your business and you're working way too hard in your business, couple of things that you need to start doing is ace looking at systems and seeing where could you have better systems for your business and your home because as solopreneurs as small businesses like we have a small team now we start you know kind of building out our team but the way back in the day it was just the two of us so we had to manage our home just as well as we managed our business because otherwise that is like a surefire recipe for burnout and and i have been there, I have been at the stage where I was like, I cannot do this anymore. And that is when my husband and I realized that we want to grow this business. We want to have a really successful business and we can totally do it without overwhelming, without burning out. And you've done that with really well with the, um, because you've, you've, you've built your business, you know, the, the content bistro and, you know, like the, the other month you had 30 days, like every day you had an email. Yeah that went out. And I mean, that seems like an, um, um, people are like, Oh my gosh, you're going to email every day. That seems like so much work. But yeah. in those emails, you were talking about how you've created these systems. Mm. So you can, seems like you're all, you're, you're always creating content, but you're not burning yourself out. Can you give, give us a little bit of background about how you've managed to like, do this? Like, you know, like how do you manage to do 30 emails? In <laughs> So I shared this in the email series as well. So I, I write, and this is what I realized when I got certified by Joanna last year is that I write well on, on tight timelines. <laughs> so like we used to get like 30 minutes, she would give us a brief and we had to like knock out sometimes an email, sometimes like, you know, the headline and lead off a sales page, sometimes a landing page. So it was really fun. And I realized that I'm, I'm good at it. I enjoy it. So, um, and again, that comes with practice. It doesn't happen overnight. So it's taken me a while, but also the reason why I did the 30 day series is because 
I now have 30 days of emails that I'm going to repurpose and re, you know, use over the next few months <laughs> on, on social, in blog content, um, as lead magnets. You know, I already sat down and we chalked out a plan, so I am not creating fresh content or 30-day emails every month. That is not that is not the plan, neither is that sustainable. So um, because it's not just our personal brand that you know we're responsible for, we're doing so much of client work as well. So we have to balance our time. And again, that comes down to systems and using your time uh, to block out days for client work and for working on your business. So that's one of the, the, I think that's a really interesting point you just made about blocking out days. So is that, Typically, so if you were to, you know, if we were to look at your, your monthly calendar, um, how, how would it look? How can you walk us through, like, what is your process of, of putting that together? I can, you know, for ease of use, my monthly calendar would be, like, way too big to get into. But let me just walk you through, like, my week. That okay. would be, uh, you know, it's easier for everybody to kind of understand. So we, we do theme days, but we do theme days our way. So we essentially, like, uh, do Mondays and Tuesdays or are for client work, and then uh, Wednesdays is for our own project work, Thursdays and Fridays are again, you know, Fridays is again client work. So we try and keep client work to around 25, 20 to 25 hours in uh, the week. We, uh, the other thing you need to know about us is that we wrap up our work there around say 2.30 in the afternoon. I only keep evenings, like right now, for things like these, um, interviews and calls and, you know, all of that stuff, which is, which is like, really rare because again it's not we're very very protective about our time so i don't say yes to a lot of uh, summits or a lot of conferences you know we're very 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 careful about where we're putting our time because again every time you say yes to something you need to say no to something else so um so we wrap up our work day, work day as such uh at 2 30 in the afternoon we start at 9 30 finish at 2 30 that's when our daughter comes back comes back from school uh so like I said, we have about three, three and a half days for client work, three and a half. It goes to three and a half sometimes, especially if clients are in launch mode and they need extra support. Uh, but usually because we, we get booked way in advance, it's, yeah, it's about three days of client work, one day for project work, one day for learning and um, marketing. Yeah. And then, oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. And then we keep, uh, we ha- like before we wrap up for the day, we have a spot, slot for, um, for admin because like emails and stuff like that. We do have a VA, um, but we also like to do some of our emails on our own. And um, so I think that, that, again, that's a system. So that it seems what we've been hearing over and over through as the summit's been going on is that is really the key to, you know, killing the overwhelm is just having everything very organized. And it seems like because you are booked out so far in advance, um, that you have, it would seem you don't have a lot of last minute, uh, you know, like, oh my gosh, I need this email written by tomorrow. Like, do you get much of that with your clients or? Uh, not with long-term clients, but sometimes it does happen. And that's why I started because we do have, I do get like, like pockets of time, the wing project sometimes, but it's not enough to take an entire new project, but you've got like a, a few days in the wing. And so I started offering VIP days, um, to clients who need, copy done in 
you know, like say about a day's time or half a day. Obviously, it's not you cannot get your entire launch copy done. But like you said, if you have like an opt-in page that you realize that you don't have an opt-in page, you know, so mm-hmm. you don't need to book me like months in advance for that. Uh, but if I have a VIP day spot open, we could talk about that. So um, I don't have a lot of those, but I do have that option. So if someone is in a rush, then yeah, we can look at our schedule and say, okay, yeah, we could do it for, you know, for your day. So, so, you, so you, you have that, yeah. Okay, so that's so you have your your like basically your written in stone. These are the times for this, okay. work, and then you have these, but you keep pockets, so there's flexibility there. Yeah, no. See, uh, sometimes a project wraps up, and then the next project is going to start, um, say, you know, a week from then. So you mm-hmm. have that one week in between, you know, where you don't want to obviously don't want to take another project, over project because it's going to take longer. Most most launch I do, because I do a lot of evergreen launch copy. Um, so sales pages, email sequences, and landing opt-in landing pages and stuff like that. Um, projects generally go on for six weeks, sometimes even eight, depending on how intensive the launch is. Um, but when they finish, you know, so then before we start with the next one, and we work on multiple clients. So when I say the next one, it doesn't mean that we just work on one client at a time. But yeah, so we have like a few days in between before we start. But we generally keep it like that. So we have a few days in between. That's perfect for doing like a VIP day, yeah. Now, the one thing I wanted to get into was about the actual coffee itself. I mean, you have a real, um, you have a real way of turning a phrase and, and, and I can see that, you know, the way that you bring your personality into it. Um, and I love like how you've taken, for example, your entire control B-Store. If, if you haven't seen her website, you need to go look at it because she's brilliantly riffed on this entire theme about, you know, content being like, it's like a cow, like a bistro, a cafe and everything's to do with menus and, and, uh, you know, food and, and as if it's a, you're reading like a, an actual menu and you keep all those terms in that that kind of genre and i think it's just it's great because you've got a i mean I'm, I'm, it would help with the writing i would assume because you've got a theme going around it um but how like when you've been coming on this journey as a copywriter what what have you noticed about what makes good copy stick and what makes good copy a, a, different from like eh, like how do you how do you how do you feel like you that writers can do what can writers do to make yeah. their copy more interesting i love that question and thank you so much for your kind words about our website we love it uh, it's um so great copy i it's i feel so strongly about this great copy is copy that comes and is steeped in connection it's all about connecting with with not just you know your audience, that is super important, yes, but also with who you are. And it's um, it's so cool that you brought up the fact that, you know, Content Beast has this whole team going. That's because we love food. So it's a huge part of our lives. We like big foodies, like all of us, all, you know, my daughter, my husband, all of us are huge foodies. And we, we wanted that to be a big part of, of our brand, of our business, you know, because that's who we are. It's another way for our audience, for everyone to connect with us and get to know us better. At the end of the day, yes, your copy will work if it if it's rich in connection. Connecting with your ideal client, 
the people you want to serve and work with, connecting with who you are as, as a brand. People love connecting with the person behind the brand, you know? So it's so important that you kind of bring that out in, and that, that's what kind of makes you different from everybody else out there. I, I cannot tell you the number of people, and I have like testimonials from some of our clients who said that we just love the fact that you could speak about food and coffee in the same sentence, you know, or, you know, we love that you're so huge on essential oils. You know, that's something I talk a lot about. I don't sell essential oils, but I'm huge, huge user of essential oils. And that's a big part of who we are. So connecting with who you are, getting in touch with that and kind of tapping into what makes you, you, and using that to, to write, whether it's your website copy or your emails. And you've seen my emails as well. You know, they're, they're full of Harry Potter references and they're full of, full of like I said, essential oils or travel or food. Um, yeah, I, I sent out an email that said the easy day strategy for marketing. So you could just, you know, once you start getting in touch with what your audience really wants and what you really want your business to be known for, it becomes so much easier for you to write copy that that sticks and that stands out most importantly, because let's face it, we're in a, in a, in, there's an oversaturation of information out there. Yes. So unless you do something that kind of gets people to notice you, you'd just be another voice in a very crowded online world. And I think that you've, that's really, you've nailed it on the head because people feel like, oh, you know, writing, I have to be, there's so many rules and, and that you have to follow for grammar and style and la la la. And I feel a lot of the times when I'm reading some, some people's copy is that they fall, they fall into that trap of being, I have to, I, I, this is the way I was taught. I, I, I can't let my own personality shine through. I can't bend those rules. You know, I have to make, keep it proper grammar. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, 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 or if I use words, I really, I, like I use when I speak, I'm going to alienate people. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand that. See, your writing has to be readable. Definitely. You know, but at the same time, it also needs to be conversational. It needs to be uh, relatable. It's, and I often tell this to people, you know, like, what would you say to me uh, if we were to meet in a coffee shop? You know, how would you describe your business to me then? Would you still say, oh, I'm a health coach who works with women age 40 and above? Or would you tell me I help women lose weight without going on crazy diets or spending their days at the gym? You know, so how would you describe what you do to someone sitting across the table? It just, just think of whenever you're writing your copy, just think that you're, or whether it's for an email or even for your website, think that you're writing to one person. It's it's such a simple exercise, but it just works well. And it if it helps, give that person a name. So even if I, like, but sometimes when I'm writing a sales page, I'd probably start with saying something like, Dear Sarah, and then lead in. So, and after that, then of course, you, that's why you need editing. But uh, you would go back, clean it up, and all of that. But it just kind of helps you to create copy that flows well, like a conversation and makes it engaging and easy to read while being insanely helpful as well. 
So yeah, just be yourself, really. It's, I know it's cliched advice, but it's good advice. Now that's really interesting because I mean, I, I can see there's probably people thinking, well, that works for me if I'm, uh, you know, talking to my own audience. But if you're a copywriter and you're writing for, a, a, you know, Pat Flynn's audience isn't necessarily going to be Amy Porterfield's audience. How do you, as a copywriter, get into that right like headspace? I'm so glad you asked because uh, one of the things that we're best known for is that we are fashionably nicheless. So we can write high converting copy for whatever niche. And let me give you an example. So just last year, in fact, half, like since the half last year and part of this year, like we've written copy for gardening courses, for essential oils, for um, real estate, mortgage loan origination, online marketing, of course, um, podcasting courses, um, what else? Uh, Gluten-free Italian cooking class, uh, book release, pay, you know, a book launch page. So, <laughs> yes, I wow. know what it is like to, you know, be able to write copy that isn't just for, say, my audience, but for pretty much any audience. And that is why you need, again, um, a solid process and you need a solid framework. So I use... Uh, we've created what we call the connection conversion framework and our copy goes follows that framework it's a framework not a template so it helps us to ensure that we, we're creating you know connection rich copy that converts insanely well too um, and at the same also we have a process so which ensures that we can understand our clients audience so well that it's it's like we're in their head and having that, you know, when we have that sales conversation with them, we do a lot of research and analysis before writing even a single word. So that's like a huge part of our process is uh, spending the time to understand our client, our client's brand, the, um, the audience, of course, the offer, and everything else that goes in between, you know, whether it's competition, whether it's survey results, there's a lot of data that, that we look at to put together and understand how to write copy that would sound exactly like, like them and, you know, connect really, really well with their audience. Now, if someone were to, to think about hiring a copywriter, what what tips would you give to them to make the most out of that process? Oh yeah, great question. One, get really really clear on uh, what it is that you would want your copywriter uh, to accomplish for you, and be be very willing and open to understanding their process. Ask them about their process and help. You know, most copywriters, especially most conversion copywriters, will walk you through their process and, and show you what they would be doing to accomplish the results that you would want to get with your copy. Um, also, when I say results, know that copy is not a cure-all. And I say that, again, with the greatest love and respect, but copy is part of the entire marketing puzzle. It's a big part, 
at a very important part, but it's it's part you part of the funnel, a part of the entire sequence in place. So you've got your offer and everything else. So you need to be really clear about who you're serving. You need to have your offer really well uh, validated or at least you know clearly outlined. So your copywriter can at least look at it and understand what's going on with it and you know be able to then do research accordingly. Um, the other thing that you would want to keep in mind is, of course, portfolio. It never hurts to ask if they've got some examples of whatever copy to show you. You don't need to know, see the exact niche, like I said, or the exact thing that you want to hire them for, but you do need to see whether or not they've got great writing skills. And sometimes most copy, sometimes copywriters would just have like great blog posts on their on their own personal blog and if they're really well written and they've written them, yeah, that's that's a sign that they're, you know, their writing skills should be good. Um, what else would I want you to keep in mind is of course their process, their their you know, their testimonials or their success stories or their case studies or or some kind of a portfolio at least. Um, and and your own you know, your own willingness and openness to be able to share with them, to be able to meet them, to be able to understand their process and and respect their process. So, because sometimes you'll have, you know, you may feel, oh, but we already have all of this information, but you don't have it from their point of view. You know, you may think you have all of this information, which is great and we'll look at it, but you need to let me or your copywriter follow their process so they can give you the results that you would want because at the end of the day you want your copy to sound like you but you also want it to convert really well and to connect with your customers and conversion is not going to happen if the connection is missing that's a really important point and i think uh as well and trusting in the process of the, the yeah. professionals that you're hiring right like there's a yeah. reason you're outsourcing yeah yeah absolutely absolutely now, if someone isn't able to, maybe they're not at that point where they're able to outsource um, and they're like, okay, I've got I've to write a sales page. I've got to do my opt-in and all these emails and ad copy and like, oh my gosh, what, is there any kind of, um, any tips that you could give them? Are there any resources that you would suggest that they look into? Because if they're feeling like they're... Sure. So yeah, he's got like a... Yeah, we've got a ton of resources on writing sales copy on our site, on writing launch copy. Um, I don't know how, if, you know, if I could give you the link and you could share it and they could go ahead and grab launch copywriting checklist and like the entire framework that we follow uh, for some of our launch copy elements. So, you know, how do, it starts with, you know, how to attract your people, how to build buzz, you know, how to create a call to action and, so we've got like a lot of stuff on the content bistro site and the, on the blog and um, lots of uh, things to, you know, how to write your headlines. Um, you can, you should, you know, if you're not at that place, and again, I, you know, I say this to a lot of clients, is if you're not at a place where you, you know, want to hire someone out because it's not in your zone of genius, you can totally spend the time to go through resources like ours to create great copy. Um, and you know, at least get familiar with the process and understand you know what it takes to write a copy that would convert. 
and I think you, I mean, you do have some amazing resources on, on the site. Like definitely people who are watching, you need to go check it out because they're, they're, they're very generous with the, uh, with their, their tips and their information and all the training that they've done, like sharing what you've learned over the years. But yeah, I think, yeah. I think you, you know, people should just jump in, right? Like you can't learn anything by not doing. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You need to, you know, it's, you need to do the hard things sometimes to start seeing the results. And copy is one of those things that you need to start doing or at least, you know, get, get it right if you want your offers to convert. And uh, just to add to what Laura said, I'm happy to chat with anyone. So if you want to, you know, like send, send me a message on Facebook or whatever to, you know, have questions about what books to read maybe or what, or if you've got, you know, like if there's a particular kind of a checklist you would like us to create, um, for you copyright related yeah just feel free to shoot me a message on facebook i'm most accessible on facebook so um that would be that would be cool with us too absolutely now before we i mean wrap up because i know it's, it's you're in the totally opposite time zone than i am here um but uh like talking about facebook what's something that you see like maybe like some some ways that people can write more engaging copy on their mm -hmm. facebook posts mm -hmm. like because that's something we yeah. use so often it's a big part of business but i feel like so many people don't really know how to how to harness that power yeah i'm glad you asked that question i recently posted something on facebook about social media being social so yes you can use social media to sell but it's called social media for a reason so just be social there you know like you don't have to put photos of what you ate for lunch, unless, of course, it was something really nice. And I do that. You would see that often. But you would, you need to share. You need to think about all these Facebook friends or fans that you have as, as people, as real people, and have a conversation with them. So just to give you an idea, you could share that you're going on vacation. You could share that what you're struggling with. There's, there's a great amount of pressure for some reason on all of us to put up a really picture perfect, Pinterest perfect, Instagram, you know, influencer kind of a lifestyle. But entrepreneurship isn't that. Entrepreneurship and being an entrepreneur, especially one who wants to kind of, you know, not hustle endlessly, you, it's about being real. It's about keeping it real because you wouldn't know. You, and it's so amazing that when you start to harness the power of social media to actually be social, it can do wonders to you. Like I have sold five-figure copywriting pro, you know, projects via Facebook Messenger, but that's not because I was selling. It was because I spent a great deal of time sharing so, you know, share what books you're reading. There are so many things. I could give you like 30 different things you could talk about on social media, but the important thing is A, consistency. You need to show up. You need to show up and you need to, you need to be yourself. You need to be honest. You need to be straightforward. You need to be, I would even say vulnerable. It's not easy for me to talk about, say, struggling with vertigo, for instance, and not having any a productive day in the entire week or but I I want to because I would talk tell that to my friends right it's sometimes I like messy house 
that's how it is. Like, so it's important for you to be really real on social and be social on social media before you start selling to people. Sales come and then you'll, and after you, you know, like kind of, if you kind of spend the time to build relationships, real relationships with your fans, with the community, you will have the most loyal community wanting to buy pretty much anything that you put out there because they know you, they trust you, and they like you. That whole no like trust thing, it's age old, but it is huge when it comes to building an online business. So take the time to do that. So, you know, thank you so much, Purna. I, I, I feel like the overall, the arc from our, our conversation here is being authentic with your voice. Yeah. Would you, would you feel like that's kind of what has been the, the, the cornerstone of the success for your businesses? Because you are very, I mean, you, you come across as being very approachable. I mean, you're, you're very open. You're, I mean, not oversharing though. Like there's that fine line between. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you've, you've hit the nail on the head, Larissa. Like, uh, this, is, this is one of our core business values is to be very transparent with our, with our audience, is to be very transparent with, with our clients, be very true to who we are, and, and be comfortable with that. You know, we, you know, you'll need to understand that you are not for everybody. That's okay. You, know, you need to know who you really want in your, in your circle whether it's your circle of clients, whether it's your circle of contemporaries, whether it's your circle of mentors, you need to get clear on that. And then it becomes so much easier. And that's exactly what I said. You know, you need to kind of, connection is so important. And it's not just connection with, with external sources, but connection with the internal sources, you know, like knowing who you are, what it is that you value, what it is that is important to you. And then using that to build a business you want, because once you start doing that, it becomes so much easier to say yes, and it becomes even more easier to say no, which is what helps you keep your calendar, you know, free of crazy chaos. Uh, I love, you've got uh, so many, you know, truth bombs and value bombs here, you know, like, first of all, I love, and I'm guilty of this, <laughs> about my <laughs> courses, and then they kind of collect dust in the virtual bookshelf. <laughs> Um, I think that's a really good rule that you, you and your husband have set up for yourselves that you don't buy another course until you implement, but also being very clear about what, what skill sets do you need to build on? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I mean, we all, I think, you know, shiny object syndrome is very real. And how do you deal? Do you find that you have to pull back with that sometimes? It's taken practice, Larissa, to be honest, you know, um, but what's, what's really worked for us and what I would recommend everybody to do, like we all have, you know, business besties and we all have, uh, you know, like mastermind buddies and my husband and I, we work together. So we've like, you know, we're constantly bouncing ideas off each other and we, and we hold each other accountable. So, you know, sometimes like, because, I'm on Facebook and I see someone's launching a course and it looks awesome and all my friends are just signing up for it. I'm like, ah, you know, he's only going to open this course next year. Um, why don't I just buy it now? And, you know, so and then I'll like 
look over at my husband. I'm like, you know, so so and so is launching this course, and I think it's really great because X Y Z signing up, and this one's thinking about it. So maybe we should just take it because you know we'll only get it next year then. And he's like, so when would you actually work on the course? So, <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> so if you have, you know, you it, because not everybody's working with their uh, life partner, but many of us, I feel, have at least one business bestie. And if you don't have one, yeah, I'm happy to be your business bestie. I'm happy to hold you accountable. Let me know. Uh, but you need someone over there who's going to tell you, okay, that's a good thing that you're thinking about it, but how are you going to, you know, work on it? It's like a $2,000 course or a $5,000 course. How are you going to maximize your investment everything is about ROI right for especially as a conversion copywriter for me it's all about ROI that it's for my clients or for our business so if you're going to be investing say five thousand dollars you need to be you need to know how are you going to get your return on that mm -hmm. so super important and and you need to know how are you going to make time for that like I shared so we were in Joanna's six-month mastermind. It's like a hefty five-figure investment, but we knew that we needed to show up every week and give it our best. So I had to kind of plan my time. Those six months, I did not focus on any other course or any other thing. This was it. Because otherwise, I wouldn't get certified, right? And that was my main goal. I needed to become the best conversion copywriter I possibly could be and and earn that certification so that was at stake for me so you need to know what's at stake for you you need to know what that course is going to do for you and you need to know how are you going to make time for it yeah right because there's yeah. there I they're not there's no I mean a lot of conversion copywriters are very good with yeah 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 and, yeah, and you think, oh, this is it. This is like the the magic pill. If I t if I take this course, everything is going to be rainbows and and and. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. You know, courses have that way, and courses are super important. Like I said, courses are what have helped us really ramp up on our skills. But you need to be very intentional about the courses that you take. And you need to be very clear about the skills that help you develop and how they tie in with your overall business plan. It's, yeah, because a Facebook ad course may seem really, really attractive with great testimonials and very fun and whatever, but if you're not going to be doing Facebook ads for your clients, then you have no business taking that course. Very, 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 very good point. Very good point. So, um, you know, Perna, you've given us so much information. I mean, the idea about keeping your voice authentic, being social on social media, you know, and, and being, but also consistent because, uh, you know, that, that's the, I think where most people fall down is, this, is the consistency. Um, how you've blocked out your calendar. So you've got very clear days for your client work and then you've got clear days for your own building on your own business, which I think a lot of us who are our service providers, we tend to, you know, that the cobbler's kid who has no shoes, I've been there. I've been there. So yeah, that was the whole reason we did the 30 day series. Because like I said, last six months, we were so busy with the mastermind. I didn't focus on anything else. It was just client work and mastermind. And that sometimes that's the decision you need to make with, with your life. And that's, 
that's all part of creating this flexible lifestyle, right? Where you get to make the choices and then you get to be happy about them. So yeah, that's, that's perfectly fine. If, if you've kind of fallen off the wagon for a good reason, that's just okay. Life happens to all of us. And the important thing is that you know what you're doing and where you're headed and how you're going to get there. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much, Bernadette. I'm going to be putting the link to your the content bistro in uh, below. So please make sure you go check it out, get some of those amazing downloads and checklists that they've very generously put up there for um, to help you with your copywriting. It's been an absolute delight. Thank you so very much. And uh, please, it, you know, as Perna said, if you have questions, like she's very, she's very approachable and she's very eager to help. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Larissa. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Okay, thank you. Thanks.